0: This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at JCP.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count.
1: Gabbert hands the ball off and up the middle goes Maurice, and there he goes with a big hole. He's on the run. They will not catch him. Maurice is off to the races. 15, 10, 5, touchdown Jacksonville. 59 yards for Maurice Jones. Drew his first rushing touchdown of the season. And number 14
2: against the Colts. David. Football. Football David. The Dave Damaschek Football Program.
1: Available on Apple Podcasts and at NFL.com slash DDFP. Now here's your host, Dave Damaschek.
2: Yes, there you heard Maurice Jones-Drew claiming ownership. That's a down payment, and I think it was a lease that he had in the Indianapolis Stadium before he took full ownership of Hines Field set on the banks of the Three Rivers. Meantime, hi and hello, and welcome to the Dave Damashek football program. You just heard Maurice there getting into the end zone. Pay dirt, Um, and uh, he is right now back home again in Indiana Um, his one-time home. He he likes to say that he owned it because uh, the Colts didn't draft him when they had a chance to. Tony Dungy let him.
1: Sing the first line of Back Home Again in Indiana. Let me hear that sweet, melodious voice of yours. I,
2: I leave that to Gomer Pyle. I thought that was the first phrase. Isn't that the first is. thing, isn't it? Back it is not it That's why I want you to sing Back home again in Indiana. See, there we go.
1: Now we yeah. can do the pod. There
2: it's a go. wonderful state. Of course, I matriculated there in, uh, in southern Indiana, in Bloomington, Indiana, to be exact. It's weird. Money, you as a Chicago guy know that the upper half of the state is just this barren, flat, straight shot. You could fall asleep if, uh, on the drive on I-65 between Indianapolis and Chicago, and as long as the alignment in your car is okay, um, you'll be just fine. Be fine. But then once you get past, uh, get past Indianapolis, then it turns into a glorious collection of hills and rolling streams really? yeah. and gorgeous beautiful. lakes. Oh, it's beautiful, Maurice. It becomes
1: like Kentucky. You know, it kind of top half looks a little bit more like Illinois and, and Wisconsin, as they like to say. The uh, the bottom half a little more like the rolling hills of Kentucky.
2: If the Rams um, pay a visit to uh, to Indianapolis, I don't know what Eddie Spaghetti's doing there. I can see him. By the way, hi and hello, and welcome to the Dave Damashek football program. Did I say that? Oh, I said that part, so but I didn't say who we're talking news. to. Is that real? I want to hear it. That's not a fake First of all, account. let's say hello to them. It's Maurice Jones-Drew and it's Matt Money Smith over in it. That's for in- Indianapolis, Up Indiana. Money,
3: are a round of applause. By well, the way,
1: memories.
2: shouldn't we, as a society, I, you know, I've taken down grapefruit for the laziness of its name. The orange deserves some scorn for that. That they just were like, yeah, at the at the fruit factory on that day, it was Friday afternoon, four fifty-eight p.m., and they're like, what should we call this fruit? Well, it's orange. Let's just go with that. Good. Let's hit the bar. Um, same goes for Indianapolis.
1: Right, Indiana's metropolis, Indianapolis. All right, so why don't we we do that with everything? Check
2: Pennsylvaniaopolis, Pennsylvania. uh, Pennsylvania. Terrible.
3: What? There's some breaking news.
2: I want to hear it. I just was introducing you. I'm sorry. got sidetracked. Can, can
3: we can we break this? Are you I ready? would like
2: it. Here goes Maurice Jones-Drew is going to break some news here. Drum news. roll behind the glass there, MOVP. On a
1: podcast that is uh, consumed at your leisure. We and yes. by the way, everyone,
2: news. and on social media, everybody this already knows fault, the news. The but we're breaking news that everybody yeah. who's listening right it's now already, had. already
1: okay. knew at least an hour ago. But go ahead, Maurice. It's Eddie's fault. We are in Dallas the middle of talking, Cowboys. and he jams a phone in front of us and goes, Hey, you guys better look at this. (laughs) You better address it. It's a podcast. This news is six
3: hours old. Has just retired from being retired from being retired and is going back to the Cowboys for his 16th season. Who is Jason Witten?
2: Are you kidding me? Jason. Now look at
3: you. Now look at all this nonsense, and I break news, and now look at your
2: face. No, what you hear in my voice is excitement because, one, what I said before they announced who was going to be in that booth in 2018, a lot of people didn't exactly fall in love with Jason Witten, the uh, the analyst. I just don't know what it is like. Just be frank about it. He was terrible.
3: What what about his hair, though? So, like, how is it going to work? Is it going to look the same now, or is it? I mean, that's gonna, a good.
1: That's a good question. Because he got a helmet on now, right? so you
3: don't really need the toupee anymore. You don't I can need to
1: speak for maybe like from, from Davey and Goliath.
2: <laughs> is that what it is? It's a toupee? Because I thought speaking at, from experience with the dust I put in my hair, I was going to say he shouldn't wear that on Sundays. I think, he, I Sundays. think dusts. are right, Dave. I think
1: he's dust. It's dusting.
3: a lot of dust though. Yeah. Have it, you seen?
1: Oh yeah, he's thin, up top. Yeah. Thick dude, thin up top.
3: I don't know. I don't know how it works.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know Jack, what it's, it's a win for everybody. Was he good at everybody. football?
2: Last time we saw him he, playing football was he still good at football? It didn't look
1: like was, it. He
3: was he was catching the ball. He's
1: better at that than doing analysis on TV, I can tell you that. <laughs> Yeah, he was not nice. like, – I mean, it's – Look at the fist bump. Look at
3: L.A.'s right?
2: two
1: rivals
2: coming together on the DDFP. This uh, is the I real mean, breaking listen, news. No.
3: To real to be honest, Shaq, this ain't a real rival. I mean, we went to the Super Bowl. They, you know – Oh, Marie, so. Did you, you guys stinker. really go to the Super
1: Bowl? Because I watched that whole game, and I did not see a Rams <laughs> team there.
3: I, listen, I just <laughs> – <I> didn't see <laughs> – As much as you didn't see, <laughs> I, did not I see know anything. I was there because <laughs> I called it, and I have a thing that says – that I have hanging yeah. up in my house it under over my bed that says I was there, so – it's all good. All right, let's talk <laughs> about a that. logo on it. But actually, so now that now that we have this
2: news, I'm going to go right back to where I was a year ago on this. You know who would be the best at this? I mean, listen, I'd love to hear Maurice Jones-Drew's uh, velvety voice on Monday gonna Night Football. going be another tight end. What it should be is, you know who would be the best at, who's within the ESPN stable currently? Ryan Clark. That guy. That would yeah. be a good place to start. If you want to do a three-man What's booth, i What's your connection with them.
1: Ryan Clark, Shaq?
2: <laughs> I know I'm a big. It's everything goes back to uh, to my. Uh, <laughs> Ryan Clark's <laughs> a delightful fellow. I'm Maurice Jones- There's i Maurice Jones-Drew. A million Mar-
1: people you could put in there, and you put a stealer. It's like just come he's, on. Because he's a my, little ar- You're talking about Orange and in Indianapolis. That's as lazy as either of those. What are you come
2: talking on, about? Shaq. He's the best. of Ryan Clark. Who says more on ESPN than Ryan Clark does? Without jive. You know my policy. It's the no jive well, policy. I, from money. What I heard- and he cuts through it.
3: From he's good. I heard, I'm guys. not saying he's this not good. Little, I think Greg Olson is the next candidate.
2: Ooh,
3: I would love little, to yeah. see that.
2: I would love to you see know. that happen. He'd be dynamite. Guy this year with, too. Uh,
1: with our broadcast, as a matter of fact, he'll be uh, doing the analysis on the offensive line. I got to believe they make a run at Joe Thomas. He yeah. he checks all hmm. the boxes. He's got great sense of humor, great analysis. He's super witty. Uh, you know, when you're cutting it up and you're having a battle of wits, that dude can get deal. right back at. Him, much like Maurice can. You know, that's and- I think that's something you got to have in that booth.
3: It's a, it's a different beast too. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. Calling games on radio is one thing, uh, but doing TV is a completely yeah, different. Yeah, TV's monster. more entertainment. Yeah. Radio's
1: more nuts and bolts you know you can't see anything we're here to describe it and analyze right. it for you tv you're entertained
3: wait a
2: minute but but tv's way easier isn't it if yes. you have to it choose well, well, one it's, one or it's the other. different totally it's, it's, different
3: it's a different timing too it's a different cadence right radio yeah. is like you know money goes and i go right back tv is more we're telling stories right. a little longer winded you're kind of describing people. You have to do a little bit more research on, on TV and just about different players. So hey, I you know so I nice. love
2: you know I love Move the Sticks, uh, Daniel Jeremiah, and I love um, you know I love JB Long as well. But you know they're not here right now, and the three of mm-hmm. us are. I I'm just gonna say, look, Maurice is the former player. Money is the uh, is the deep voice. Not former uh, player. No, no, no! But listen, you he got the, the pipes voice, to to you, you, to, oh. to commandeer oh. the microphone, and then and then you got just like remember Howard Cosell. That's what uh, he was—the straw that stirred the drink there on the old Monday Night Football and show. You got Dave no, in Northeastern there. Jew has nothing to do with football.
3: You should but, be a sideline reporter, Dave Damashek.
2: <laughs> Sideline reporter. Shame the devil, Maurice. The That's idea I'm talking about check. is we go old school like Gifford and uh, oh, Dandy Don. three three-man booth, huh? Three-man booth in Cosell. And what they did, they had a little whiskey with them. So that, that was the fourth sure. man in the booth was a little booze. That's what I'm going to bring to the park. Now you're oh. speaking my language. Hey, it's going to hey, be inside you know. <laughs> my uh, whatever ESP, whatever Monday Night Football requires us to wear on the broadcast inside there, a flask for all four. I, li- all I actually three of like that. Okay. That's going to be a also, good time.
3: I have to say this, too. So – I was in Arizona uh, working with the AAF, the Alliance, and I was uh, at the hotel restaurant eating. And I was, someone came up to me. And uh, he's a Raiders fan. And I, I forget his name now, but I have it in my phone, so I don't want to look into it. But anyways, he says, you know, I'm a, I listen to, I'm part of the Sheck Republic and all these things. So okay. I was like, oh, I'm going to FaceTime Sheck. You know, I was like, why not? He ain't doing nothing.
1: Look at that! <laughs> Former All-Pro running back Maurice Jones-Drew meets a random Raider fan in a Phoenix right. hotel restaurant, yes. and all you got to do is put Dave Damashek on Facetime because this guy's a member of the Shek Republic. How did that turn out, Maurice?
3: Well, it rang about eighteen <laughs> times, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, you and, don't then, say. and then Sheck doesn't even text me back. That's until not like true. Three days later. Oh,
2: stop! It was a lie. Sounds so, about right.
3: How long was it, Shek? Uh, wasn't the same day. Ten
2: minutes later.
3: Oh, ten minutes. Twenty minutes exactly. later, or something like that. It was like I don't know if you've later. heard Maurice, yeah. but I, when Three I'm weeks.
2: not when I'm not flapping my gums about the great game of pro football, I'm making babies, and there's a bill that comes oh, due yeah. yeah. every day that. with those babies, which is yeah. feeding them and providing uh, you know yeah. general care, and so I was off doing something with. Them. I oh, okay. saw the phone ring. I forget what oh. I was doing. I saw it ring, and I was at practice of some sort, whether it was a, a, a 11-year-old girl's basketball practice or a 9-year-old okay. boy's hockey practice. I'm busy, Maurice.
3: I, I'm sorry. I'm just saying. I just tried to give you, you know, Czech Republic was there. They were giving us some shout-outs. They want to talk about the Raiders, so we got to talk about the Raiders on the podcast at least mm-hmm. once. Because he was like, I, why do you guys only talk about Pittsburgh? I was like, well. Oh, shut up.
1: Nobody that said who, that. Whose <laughs> name is, I mean, he's got to update his Steeler Wheels uh, blog. You know, maybe that's what he was doing. Wow, well, he's, he's,
2: he's <laughs> <laughs> Steeler Wheels. <laughs> That is you. The reason that one is perfect is that money gets exactly how my brain works. If, if I were going to go with a, a pun, it would be from one from uh, that w- would be relevant in 1989, exactly honoring right. the Rolling Stones' 1989 <laughs> world tour, the Steel Wheels. Did you catch yeah, right. any leg uh, of uh, of that tour, Maurice? The Stones, you big Stones yeah. guy?
3: No. <laughs> <laughs>
1: What's your favorite Stones song?
3: I don't, I don't even oh, know.
1: Oh, come on. You can name a one Rolling Stones song. Wow. Come on, Maurice. Not that's, one. That's,
3: I mean, they didn't grow up in my neighborhood. That's like, always you know, his thing. About that. Like, but, I mean, yeah, you, know, like,
1: you play football. They bang stones inside stadiums all the time.
3: I don't know. What is the song that Pittsburgh plays all the time? That's Renegade, though. That's, that's not Sticks. That's, that's Sticks. Yeah, that's, that's, not sticks. The, that's not but the Rolling Stones. I only Rolling know that one stones. because I get amped up when they play that, yeah. and I, I go crazy. Because it's like, you know, when you're at the house and your get kids are playing music, I'm like, yeah, turn it up a little bit. Let's get the party going.
2: Yeah, I'll dance yeah. when I feel like it. That's the so ultimate. What are, like, move. what
3: are some of their songs?
2: That's a great.
1: Come on, Maurice. Where do you start? Give me shelter. Never. Heard uh, of it. Yeah, you'd you'd know. Satisfaction, Maurice. Of course, you know Satisfaction.
2: satisfaction. You know satisfaction. Okay. I can't you
1: know? get no it go?
2: Satisfaction. Of course,
3: you know that song. No. Okay. So no, I ever you get any time. I went to a Motley Crew concert in Poison. That seems like a terrible idea. Well, my neighbor, my neighbor was like Vince Neil, so he invited me. At one point.
1: Would you like to hear a great Vince Neal story?
3: Uh, well will hear His so, favorite you,
1: football team is uh,
2: the Pittsburgh Steelers side. Oh, uh, son of a...
3: But, <laughs> so I'm in this concert, and it's, it's me and my wife and, and uh, my trainer, and there's a bunch of people there. You know, we were having a good time, and it's getting late. You know, I, and I love my sleep. And yes, so you do. And so I'm trying to leave. That's why you look so young. Thank you. I'm trying to leave, and no one wants to leave, so I just, like, lean my head over, and I go to sleep. <laughs> And my wife has video <laughs> of me snoring as they're letting off, like, M-80s and rockets in the building. <laughs> Pyro. And it's just all type of... And I'm just sitting there just like a baby. And she was like, you're the only person I know that can sleep, sleep through
1: that. Sleep through like, a Motley Crue pyrotechnic that. exhibition concert. No problem. Yeah. In a way, that's like street cred, you
2: know that that really bit. yeah I like I like that you could fall asleep for that. You did land on something there though, Maurice. That's what like a, a Baltimore Raven or somebody like that should do the next time they play Renegade in Heinz Field. He should start dancing. Now he takes ownership of the song. Well, that's I'm not what gonna happened be with Adrian that. that's that's with that's in
3: Seattle. Keenan in Allen Seattle. did it in
1: Pittsburgh. He said that was the he said that was the motivation for their comeback that they they started playing Renegade and he said that's a song that the Chargers played during practice and everybody looked at each other and they were like, hey man maybe maybe this is a signal for something <laughs> <laughs> and then that was the beginning uh, I'm not kidding that was oh, the beginning no. of their second half comeback was when they played Renegade. They Keenan did Allen said the same in much.
3: Seattle like I think they were playing some song by Mo Bamba or Mo Mama or something in, in Seattle and they just took the energy from the Seahawks yep. they used it you got to be careful of those songs uh, you play, Shaq. Right. I love that. When That's I was, a good uh, idea.
1: I went to school at Pepperdine, um, so a lot of the big-time celebrities live out in Malibu. Um, so we would come across them uh, when we would go out to the bars, and we'd go out drinking. So this place I used to frequent regularly called Peerview – because I knew the manager there, and we would go Whoa, and you, used yeah. you used to
2: hang out at the Pier View.
1: Used to hang out. I wouldn't pier be view.
2: surprised. The money if you and I were there at the same time. I lo- I used to tell. I used to sing songs back to the people in <laughs> Pittsburgh and Chicago about the greatness of the Pier View. It's a dive bar, you see, dive with a pool bar. table. Good place to watch the game. But on the water. But look out the window, and there's the yep. Pacific Ocean. It's the- oh, I love that place. They wrecked so we're it.
1: playing pool. I close it. We close it down one night. It's two in the morning. Vince Neal's with us, and he is obliterated. (laughs) I mean, like can barely stand. So he starts having words with some other guy, and decides, okay, we need to fight. We're going outside. And of course, the man who loves uncomfortable situations more than any other person on earth, me, I'm encouraging this behavior. I'm like, you're right, guys. We got to get you outside. We got to settle this. There's only one way. This is going to be settled. Let's go outside. (laughs) So we go outside. Vince Neal throws without question, bar none, the slowest, weakest punch I have ever in my entire life (laughs) witnessed in a legitimate altercation because he is so drunk. And as he throws it, he falls to the ground. And as he falls to the ground, his Rolex comes unclasped and spills off of his hand. Right at my feet. <laughs> so being the uh, the dirt poor street thug that I am, right. I uh, I bend over and I scoop that watch up and I put it in my pocket. I'm like, this is sweet. What a development this is. <laughs> and as I'm standing there, uh, little do I know that his bodyguard is with him and he comes over to me and this man is large. And you know what? Good on him for not getting involved in the fight. Right. I think he kind of knew how it was going to go down. And he puts his arm around me and he goes, you're going to give me that watch back right now, and you're going to be thankful I'm not going to beat the living ass out of you, okay? I was like, You got it, sir. <laughs> I pulled the watch out of my pocket, put it in his hand, and I walked back into the peer review and had another drink.
2: That's a great story. The only thing that would be better is if you pulled your sleeve up and that Rolex were on your wrist right
1: this time. Already. Minute. That would be the best.
2: No, right now. Oh, yeah, and there it is. There it sits on your wrist. Yeah. Um, all right. Now, I want to, A couple things, Maurice, that we've covered over the months, and I don't I don't get where you You're coming from at this point. You're an enigma. I don't get it. Why you can't (laughs) play ball? You and I break all this news. You break it on the DDFP. That's all I did was sit and listen to you. We broke it. it. We broke Um, it. And you know, pretty much step for step, we knew what was going down because of what you were telling us with Levy and Bell. Now, of course, the misstep that people get sideways. On his well, Maurice was wrong. He said he was going to play. Yes, because of as we've discussed, the the it wasn't even a misread. It was unclear language in the contract. Right. The Steelers were confused. I think even the league had to investigate yeah. and reread it uh, seventeen times before it was really clear what Levy and Bell's issue was and whether or not he had to sign something or not. So here we are now. Um so let's let's start there. Latest with Levy and Bell. W- latest we heard was on social media a week ago, is that he was morbidly obese. True or false? False. He's not. He's
1: he's in shape. No. He's ready to he go. Well, how about not morbidly obese? How about no, overweight?
3: I think people I
0: I so, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so, so I heard, well, so, so heard
3: two sixty. Um and, and I'll give you where uh I don't know where that came from, but I'll give you like kind of the the deal behind it. So Remember, it was around week 11, we were trying to figure out if Le'Veon was going to play or not, and the, the whole transition franchise tag, all that came into play. And I, I appreciate you having my back, check on Twitter. I just try not to argue with people on Twitter anymore. I'm just trying to turn a new leaf, but... Um, I'm gonna get back to my old self soon.
2: It is um, weird that you. It, it is weird. One thing that to not acknowledge I, I have your back. It's another thing entirely that you then attack, that you attack me as somebody who is a Levian and Bell hater. I've, I've consistently. What are you talking? I've I never consistently said that a and Bell is one of my all-time favorite guys. I thought he was a a dynamite oh player. I completely get. You know me. I'm the working class. I'm pro union guy. That's me.
3: That was off air, Shaq.
2: We're talking about this. Later, I don't know right? which. So, I don't know. But, where. But I'll say I'm this. I'm pro-union. I hope you're he makes as much money as here, he could. Shaq, you're blurring the <laughs> lines here, You're blurring
3: the lines. So this is the thing. I think where that came from is Le'Veon, um, you know, talking obviously with the agent, with my agent, and, and then talking with the trainer who I train with in Miami, um, they told him to take the month of November and December off because you don't want to over-train, right? So... He was doing little things, but he wasn't working out like working hard because you don't want to wear yourself down. This is your chance to be actually literally where no one else in the league is going to be completely healthy right now. That's what he is. He's completely healthy. And so he started back training, I want to say, the end of December or the beginning of January, similar like the combine guys do. And he's been going forward. I want to say he's in the between 220 and 230 from what I hear. and. You know he'll be ready for a free agency, and people will see him. Yeah, he'll be ripped up, ready to go.
2: Well, the thing that's interesting to me about it is how um, our assumptions, our collective assumptions about uh, what needs to happen in pro football, um, tend to change, even though people don't acknowledge them. They'll still stick with the empty rhetoric, even though the evidence has now swung the other way. What I'm what I'm saying specifically with this is it used to be ten years ago. It was just. Understood. Hey, if you take a year off of football, you'll just never be the same again. You can't take a year right. away from the game; you'll lose something. Now, I think that the primary evidence being Adrian Peterson, and to a lesser degree, Jamal Charles, in that same season, they got hurt so early in the year that it was essentially like taking a year off, and then they both came back and and uh, didn't skip a beat. Really, I think right. now the general wisdom is, oh, this is great for Levy and Bow. So, is it? Do you? What's yeah. your best guess on that?
3: So. So, so, talking with some teams last night, um, you know, there's definitely a market for him. Uh, I think the teams that are going to get him, they're happy. It's the market
1: that, he wants, though? Is there a $50 million market? I,
3: I don't, I don't, I don't like, so, I mean, I think if you have two teams bidding, that's all it takes. That's, that's all it I'm takes. I'm just saying, do you right. think they're, that market I think, is I think, out there? I for think him. that market <laughs> is because he's young enough to do it. And, and his, he may be 27, but his legs are like 25, right? So you can kind of run him a little because he took that year off. But, um, For me it's he took he takes a year off, but he still show he still has that ability to be that dual threat. Right. And I think that's where people are failing to realize why he's he's you know, that number is thrown out there is because he was the second leading receiver on Pittsburgh and the leading rusher. I mean that you don't find guys like that anymore. The only other person like that was David Johnson. And remember, he hurt his wrist, right? And so he couldn't. And then they had their uh, their issues. But that was really it. Like there was, there is no other comparison.
1: I guess Todd Gurley a little bit.
3: Uh, Todd Gurley. They don't throw the ball to him like that, though. I mean, the guys you, you look should. at, they should. But the guys you look at are, you know, Marshall Falk when he was playing. Um,
1: you know, Matt Forte.
3: Matt Forte, though. I mean, so you're talking about a guy that, that can come and help your team in two areas right away. And that's what teams are looking for, especially, you know. And I think the market are going to be either teams with young quarterbacks because he's a, a coverage dictator, right? So they're going to, have to try to load the box up, stop the run, help Sam Darn, or whoever the young quarterback that they go and get, or that he, what team he goes to that has it. Or you're like the Colts, where you're one dynamic player away from making that run again. And so there's a lot of teams like that. You put Philly in there. Um, you know, and so I, I think there, there's, there's a market for it, and, and there's teams with cap space that can do it. There, there's other teams, you know, there's been, um, and I check you're not going to like this, but there's been a lot of uh, noise. About Baltimore being an opportunity. Well, the um, I mean, I'm not
2: going to like it. You and I were the first to discuss we t- that. You we flew that, that in November, t- October. Listen,
3: don't tell nobody I told you because it, it, it's you know start let my sources go. But um,
2: <laughs> you said it out of spite. You and I, I, I tell people that as a matter of fact, I invoke your story about that um, pretty regularly these days. That you got to remember, just like Tom Brady, no one believes in us, all that jive that I, I don't know how professional athletes – uh-oh, Eddie Spaghetti with more breaking news. Yeah. What is it?
1: <clears throat> Josh Rosen has removed every Cardinals post from his Instagram.
3: What Where there's smoke, there's uh, fire, they say. All right, we're going to, uh, to get that. to that. We're going to get to that. Let's get
1: to that. I want to get Steelers, to that. Steeler wheels can uh, can update their <laughs> Steeler news when we're not sitting at the freaking combine. Listen, How about that? This is a,
2: listen. Twenty six may well. There you well, go.
1: Thank you, Emma.
2: Twenty six may well be playing uh, on the field behind this you is, guys right now. This is next
1: week's. This is next week's Dave Damashek football no, program. Free agency starts nothing, what day? It's next Mar- week, right? Here are the three March thirteenth. The three things everybody's
2: talking about. There, you guys would know better than I. And One size. where Josh Kyler Rose, Murray I know.
3: Again, I don't know even care about that. That didn't mean anything. Indulging to me. He's this
2: indulge talk about what is Jive. Is is the whole event right now? Like as though this is going to change. Uh, John Ross is is the personification of what can happen at the combined. Oh, he ran fast, terrific. Let's let's.
3: Uh, oh, can I tell you? Can I tell you? I mean, so that, I, I mean, I, 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 I disagree I with, with
1: that. If you you give me John Ross, I can give you Luke keekley Everybody right. said I don't care how many tackles he has. The linebacker position, you can't over. You're not going to draft him in the but first every, round. You're but, overvaluing but a 90% position. But ninety percent, the second money, or third, and then you me, show
2: up and you blow it out. Money fifty. I mean ninety percent of what the scouts and personnel guys around the league believed last week, it, they are still going to believe next yes. week. So, so I'll,
3: I'll tell you this. Maybe much. there are I a couple a of
2: guys who change.
3: So I, I work with uh, Coach Marvin Lewis, right? And we got a chance to talk about that. And I was like, why did you take him? And his one word was like, I didn't want to have to go against him. Like I didn't want hmm. that. The way he moves and the way he can run, I didn't want to have to go against him ever. And so that's how some people think. Like, some people are like, look, I'd rather have him on my team than have him on someone else's team, and we get torched.
1: Yeah, I think just we're – and I think a lot of that – that's what's so funny about it, right? So much of it can be territorial as well because you don't watch a lot of Pac-12 football if you're not on the West Coast. But on the West Coast, anytime you watch the Pac-12 game with John Ross, dude was out for half the game. Right. And he was getting injured all the time. Now, the other half of the game, he's taking the top off of defense, and he's got three catches for 145 yards and two touchdowns. But it's like, man, I don't – can you really spend a first-rounder on a small guy that's always banged up? And sure enough, it's proven, well, as the money rumor is, they're looking to move on from him.
2: As far as that goes, Money, you know who is also 5'11", 190 pounds, who has oh, early boy. on proven to be a little bit brittle is, I fear, is Denzel Ward. And I think he splashed at the combine a year ago. And this led – I mean, the, the, the well, most foolish I, of all things is Greg Williams, the defensive coordinator at the Browns, who, as I said at the time, why would you – what what Greg Williams wants for your roster is immaterial. He's not going to be there in a couple of years. As it turns well, out, he's not there now. And remember, he insisted they should have taken Bradley Chubb because Denzel Ward is going to be brittle. He's not built to, to for a sustained he, career in pro football.
3: Shaq, you have to remember why they drafted him, though. They drafted him for one reason, one reason only. It was to stop eighty four in Pittsburgh, because you can get big, tall corners, and they would he could, he would just run around and run by him. Literally, they drafted when I talked to people in that organization to win the division. They they drafted him so that they have an opportunity to win the division hmm. because he can he can go step for step with Antonio Brown. That's all they cared about. Everything else is is whatever they you know when you're in a division like that when us being in Jacksonville, we were we were drafting to get to Peyton Manning. That was that was our whole philosophy. Get pass rusher so you can get to Peyton Manning. Like when you have a team that currently wins your division, you're drafting to uproot them. That's all they were trying to do. And so, yes, he may be brittle, but let's remember when he played against Antonio Brown, he was with him step for step. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't. When he know, was
1: out there, he's Pro Bowl. Yeah, I mean, he's he a damn he was good looking well. quarterback. You just no, got to keep him healthy. Right. Yep. He's just very
2: slightly built, and that's not going to change. Um, But but by the way, Maurice, you just touch on, it's a subtle point and it's almost not worth making, and yet I'm going to make it here now, is that this is what I'm getting at when I say the Patriots, when people push back and say, oh, you can't blame the AFC East. It's a good division outside. This is what the Patriots don't have to do. They never in 15 years have thought, what's going to get us past the Dolphins? You know, like, how are we going to match up? We have to draft to win our division. They never think, in those terms, and that's an advantage against the rest of the AFC. Anyway, get back, Maurice, just quickly on the Levy and Bell thing. Do you think it makes sense? I get, I mean, yes, a piece away. I completely get Frank Reich and Chris Ballard, but do you buy that based on the progress they've made in a year that it then would make sense for them to make a hard right turn and go and get that what what would appear to be maybe just that missing piece and get over the hump in 2019? It just doesn't sound like their philosophy. Yeah, I,
3: I, I, don't, I don't think it is their philosophy, but I, I know a lot of teams, when you are that close and you feel like you're right there, they'll go for that extra reach, and they have the cap space, right? So right. I, I feel like, okay, you have Andrew Luck, T.Y. is getting a little older. You probably need to get another receiver, but if you can get a back, and I, I love Marlon Mack, but he hasn't been consistently that guy. So he's not going to demand eight in the box. He's not going to demand the respect from defensive coordinators, and that's that's important because when you get to Kansas City, and, 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 I, and I was actually speaking with uh, Eric B.M., their O.C., and we were talking about how dynamic that offense was with Kareem Hunt. You had to pick your poison. Are you going to try to stop the run and load the box and let Patrick Mahomes throw it over your head to Tyreek Hill? Are you going to Are you going to play two high safeties and and conservative and let Kareem Hunt run down your throat? You decide. And so obviously, when Kareem they had to release him, they lost that 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 um that running threat. And so people <coughs> just ran yeah. double high, and obviously that's it, you know it ends up going that they struggle late in the year because of those type of things. And and so it's always good to have. You want to have just a um. A diverse offense, right? You want to have a threat in the backfield. You want to have threats at a wide receiver. And I think if you look in this building, you have a quarterback that showed he can play. You have an offensive line that gave up the least amount of sacks. And if you can get Le'Veon Bell in there with Marlon Mack, all of a sudden you have a two headed monster that's going to be tough to deal with. And you don't have to run Le'Veon all the time now. You don't have to give him 400 touches. You actually can ex- extend his career and get your monies out of it. Get-
1: I think the money's just the trick. You know, I mean, it if, is. if you because, you know, where they're drafting, I don't I don't know if Josh, Josh Jacobs is tough to figure out in the draft, but he could be available there. Right. And that's another dual threat. Home run hitter catches yeah. the ball well, plays pass protects well, runs between the tackles hard. Yeah. You want to pay that guy, you know, at pick whatever it is, 23 instead of 50 million dollars guaranteed. Right. That's just that's the big problem mm. with that position. It's really hard to commit that much money there. When, you know, you've got a quarterback who's making $120 bucks, in Andrew Luck. Well,
3: They're they lucky they've been drafted well because yeah. uh, that, that's what you do when you have a quarterback and you can draft well. You do those things. Right. Um, one of the things that cracks me up, though, when you, you talk about the Chiefs, right, they've drafted so well that they have real problems right now. And, mm-hmm. and that's I think that's where the Colts will be eventually because you have an all-pro guard, all-pro middle linebacker. If they continue to play, keep playing well. You're going to have some issues. And so your window and and – I think, I, I think Jim Trotter said this uh, a couple of days ago we were on the phone. When your window, when you have that window, you have to run through it.
0: Right. You that's what have the to Rams go, did last that's year. That's what the
3: Rams did. You have to go get it. You can't sit back and be like, ah, oh, we're going to – no, 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 no. This is our time to win. Let's spend the money. Let's figure it out. Let's go. And that's why I'm saying that's the, those type of teams are going to be the teams that go and pursue Le'Veon Bell because it helps them push them through that window.
2: Do you buy that money because I think that's exactly right. Again, talk about yeah. These I, think,
1: al- I think the Rams blueprint is going to is right. going to have some carryover. I think you look at teams like the Chargers, the Chiefs, the Colts, the Ravens. Well, maybe not the Ravens because they. It sounds like they're really committing to this Lamar Jackson thing, which is um, whatever. Crazy to me. I mean that that to me is just if it works, kudos to them. But man well, again, the idea p- you're gonna you're gonna throw three tight ends and extra O linemen out there. I don't think and, they're
3: gonna do that from what I hear. What I'm hearing they're gonna kinda open it back up to what he was at Louisville a little bit. That's just what they, they yeah. had to do last year.
1: I mean, I guess, you know, just take that. Sorry, I was just an aside there. But, yeah, I think think the Rams proved that that's a good approach. Go take your big swing. And, you know, future be damned. You don't have these opportunities often. uh, You might as well get after it because it is so darn hard to win a Super Bowl uh, if you feel as though you are in that window. And I think there's probably – Five or six teams um, there. The and I think, well, I was just going to say, the that's Saints why the Saints or... traded up last year for Mark Davenport. Yeah. Because they're like, if we can get that second pass rusher opposite Cam Jordan, we feel like our offense is there. Let's get after a quarterback. Our defense is there. And who knows? Uh, that call goes a different way. I probably would have picked them to get there anyway after right. the NFC Championship game, no question. I mean, to, to win that Super Bowl, right. I, I think they would have matched up very well. It's
2: like I said 10, 15 minutes <clears throat> ago, yes. These assumptions from you know the the late 20th century no longer hold water no matter how much team, certain teams wish to hold on to those things. I think the Steelers, as a, as a specific, need to let go of some of their proud past, and that's not the Steelers' way of doing business. Right. Well, you have to change Packers that. Packers as well.
1: The, the free agency
2: yeah. era dictates that if you want to be relevant and really want to be competitive, you do have to tweak some of those things. And I think that it used to be you don't win through free agency. You can't. What, what evidence is there that spending winning free agency means nothing come autumn? Yeah, it does now. Now it does. The Darrell Revis was the key factor in the Patriots finally returning to the top of the mountain. The 2015 Broncos did the same with their big ticket free agents on the defensive side. And uh, you know uh, we, we've seen it with the Eagles. We see it uh, with the Rams getting to the Super Bowl. So I think that there is now as long as teams like the Colts and Eagles are open to it I think that Levy and Bell could walk in and really deliver a trip to the Super Bowl for one of them because I think the Colts are
1: the perfect fit for them.
3: Tampa's another team that yeah, you're trying to help Jameis Winston,
1: yeah. right? Just defensively, they are such a mess.
3: Yeah, I mean, they, and they, those things w- will pan itself out. I was going to say this: the one thing that I do respect about the Patriots, I mean, I also respect a lot of what they do, winning wise. But Bill Belichick, he doesn't. It's not the Belichick way. We're not going to win my way. He just wants to win, period. So, yeah.
1: so he takes whatever he yeah, has, whatever, and, whatever, uh, whatever that's you why give why It's called me. amoeba. Yeah, it's whatever he's got is what he is. And, what and, he adjusts. To and, and so,
3: so many teams, like, you hear, so many GMs and coaches say, "We're going to win our way." Like, no, dude, how about you just win? You know, that was the old Al Davis saying, Just win, baby. Find a way right. to get it done, and, and that's and that's the unique part about it. Is like you said, the, the Pittsburgh way or the Green Bay way or mm-hmm. the, this coach's way. Or then, no, how about you just try to win the game? Impose I think more your than free will. Free agency
1: and- too, more than free agency too. Sorry, checked to interrupt, but I think it's more of the way the Rams attacked trading. Like, oh. okay, so we've got this first round pick. We could use it on a wide receiver, or we could use it on a wide receiver and Brandon Cooks, who's much further along and can help us immediately. We can right. use this second round pick on a corner. Or we can use it on Marcus Peters. Now, the interesting thing will be how many of those guys are gone. Do the Rams take a step back? And if they do, how big of a step? And right. that will certainly adjust how teams approach because they could say, all right, you took one big swing. Well, now what are you going to do for the next four? So it will be interesting to see how it plays I, out I, I, for I them. I feel like
3: the Rams are probably – they're still in that window because you have the fifth-year option. Um, and, and, and now because you have your draft, you have to draft now. And you have to draft well now because Talib was getting older. Right. And Dominic and Sue probably be won't back. be back. Uh, you got some of LaMarcus Jonah probably won't be back. Maybe a, a linebacker. like So you have to fill those spots. But still, you put yourself in position to be successful, right? I mean, let's, let's be honest. The NFC West, I mean, is, is positive everybody wants to be. They still, there's not a team there that's still except separate Seattle. But there's not a team that, that scares you right now. Right. Um and, and so Seattle can run the ball seventy five thousand times, but in the playoffs you got to find a way to win. And so they they just you know I just think the Rams have put themselves in position maybe for two years or three years. You know with, with last year or two years ago being a thing, this may be the end of it. This that, next year may be the end of it. Yeah, but the, it's a run that you want to try to make happen.
1: And I think the interesting thing with the Rams too is, and this is you know to to make a cross sport parallel, something that's going on with the Dodgers is you know okay well. You're so dominant that now maybe you don't spend as much. Because, look, Seattle, I know Earl Thomas wasn't out there the whole season, but they're going to lose Earl. They're going to lose K.J. Wright. They're going to lose Frank Clark. That defense is not – Clark was – he was, to borrow a phrase you used earlier, the straw that stirred the drink on that defense. He is the most underrated pass rusher uh, that is never mentioned in the NFL. And once he's gone, they're going to have to draft to replace that. So if you're the Rams, you're probably like, okay – we probably shouldn't be expending draft capital to get veteran players that we got to pay a lot of money on because we're going to win this division anyway. Right. But then you fall into that trap of, okay, you win the division. Well, you 're in the Super Bowl last year. So the only step you can take is to win the Super Bowl. Otherwise, it is not a successful season. It's a step back. So I'm, I'm anxious to see what approach you know they Me take because there's a lot of different well I, that yeah, know, they got to figure out.
2: The Rams really are a, fa- a fascinating case study going forward for a number of reasons. Obviously, everybody, half the league went out and tried to hire a, uh, a um, Sean, McVay Sean McVay doppelganger. Um, but uh, what about Maurice? Because we haven't talked to you since the Super Bowl. Now, I've said repeatedly off the air to you that I feel like—I mean, it just doesn't add up. The boy genius. You say what you want to say to me, and I—I'll I'll believe you on this because this is being recorded. Now, Todd Gurley is an MVP candidate at oh, the start in of not again. I'm telling. Don't until act. Don't Until we agree with you, you're going to bring this
1: up on every single. Until we, we I what agree, he, the, he was he, he friends, hurt,
2: Maurice is friends with Todd Gurley, C.J. Anderson, and is the hurt. analyst exactly. for the Rams.
1: I, everybody I, has said that to Sheck
2: for Sheck, three weeks was, now. He was,
3: listen, he was not hurt. I'm going to tell you what happened. I think not McNae, not okay, That's all I know said it what happened He said it today. Then. He that's said it today. I want to hear that, what happened. And, and, and he does a great job of pointing out his faults, but they didn't try to – the game plan, I don't know if the game plan wasn't to get him going or it was or whatever, but for some reason they, they went completely opposite of that, and they tried to throw the ball down the field. Um, and it didn't work out, and so it was one of those things that, you know, Todd was actually running well. He started. He started the second half off right. He had some four or five yard rushes early on. That big run he, had got, yard run. Yeah. he had got called back. Yeah, he got right? called well, back. Even so, the one that
1: didn't get called back, that yeah. first one. Yeah, he slows through the wall. Yeah. He shifts. You could see. I mean, like he, if you're he was hurt. Healthy. You can't do yeah, that. Yeah,
3: he, he was healthy. I, I just think a lot of it was, and this is what people fail to realize: part of him sitting out those two games. One was that yes, his knee was 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 ailing him a little bit, but two, I think he had almost three hundred and fifty touches in fifteen weeks. They were like, Oh, oh, whoa. We just gave this dude all this money and we're giving him we're about to give him four hundred and fifty touches in a season. Like that you can't do that. You have to, you know Space it out so that you can keep the explosive going. And I hear I, you. And so listen, so the this guy who's the, the, thing.
2: There's a guy whose name is hanging behind you there, Reggie Wayne. I'm not a conspiracy theorist, and I don't think Reggie Wayne is either. He just decided that it's weird that a proper injury that should have shown up on the injury report. I don't know about that, but Reggie Wayne said just because Zeke Elliott can handle that workload doesn't mean everybody can, and he had wear no. and tear, and he had run out of gas but at that and point. Remember That's too, all.
3: Todd, this other thing. That people not feel crazy. Like realize Todd tore his aCL in college before he came out, so that it's not as if you know like that was the knee that was bothering him too um and, and a it, lot of
1: times that's mental, yeah, like, that this knee hurts. I tore my aCL on this knee, and you're not right hundred percent like, sure about doing what and plus you know we remember we discussed this too after the Super Bowl. if you watched that game and clearly you did, you were there analyzing it that, you know
3: thank you for the, for acknowledging that too because I, I wasn't the super Bowl, darn right, you were yeah
1: um yeah. The team wasn't, but you were. Oh, yeah, I showed up. The, Bill Belichick didn't take away a player. He took away outside zone. Yeah. He took away that play. You will not run the play that is your bread and butter and everything else is right. built off of, so figure it out. And I think once they did that, McVay, I don't know if he wasn't able to adjust to that adjustment, but like you said, they started doing different things yeah. that they had not done all year, and that play is Todd Gurley.
3: Yeah, and so I, what it comes down to at the end of the day is I felt like, and I think McVay really, I mean, Bill Belichick had two weeks to figure out how, what they were going to do. And as a coach, and you know what, I have to give Reggie Bush, as much as I don't like to talk about Trojans, I have to give Reggie Bush a, um, a shout-out here because he was like, look, if you're ever going to play the Patriots, you have to throw something at them that they haven't seen before. You have to find a way to come out in a different personnel or different splits or whatever it might have been because they're going to practice. They're going to go all the way back to when he was the Redskins coach to look at everything and he does in certain situations because you're trying to figure out the DNA of this coach. Um, and he just didn't do it. And Bill took away his DNA, what he likes to do in certain situations. And, and that's what happened. I mean, there was a <laughs> there was a play where uh, they were backed up and they ran what we call one hole where the safety drops in and he's kind of the robber, one robber. Um, and it's man-to-man across the board. And Jared doesn't see the safety at all. And he throws the ball. And if the guy doesn't hit the ball and bat it down, it's going to be a pick six the other way because he doesn't see him. It's it just they knew where they were trying to go with the ball and who they were trying to go with the ball in every situation. And they were double teaming guys. I mean, they did a really good job. And, and I want to say that's Flores, right, who's in Miami, had a great game plan together. We always talk about Bill doing it, but he was the one calling the defense in and talking to guys and communicating. Uh, he did a really good job. And so I always tell me, like, look, someone has to win, someone has to lose. It was an ugly game. I and mean, we don't ever talk about how Wade Phillips' defense. Played great. Played phenomenal. You're There's uh, no absolutely way. Absolutely right. And I'm not, and I know we don't like that. Look, if you were ever to tell me the Patriots are going to score thirteen points, yeah, I would have gave you everything I had. If to say the Rams were going to win, oh, They'd probably win by two
1: touchdowns. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, they're going to blow them out. Yeah, and, and so. It just was. A, it just ended up not being a great offensive day for them.
2: Well, okay. I, I'm not trying to put you on the spot with that, Maurice, because obviously you you work with the Rams. Yeah, but i, talk, I, no, I, I th- The one thing I'll true. say is, if you're right about that, and I believe that you obviously are tied in with uh, on a personal level beyond just being professionally linked to the team, you know, CJ Anderson and Ty Gurley. But then what it leaves what it what leaves is the conclusion is Ch- Sean McVay. I don't want to say choked, but he it, it, yeah, it was, didn't it, do it a got, good job. It got,
3: yeah, I mean,
1: wasn't yeah. a good game for
2: him. Sticking with remember. the play action for sticking play action through the second half, when clearly they're not biting, then then what it's, what are you doing well, with that? If
3: that's if that's your offense, if you're a play action offense, that's what you're going to do, right? And, and that's what we talked about. The Patriots aren't one single thing, right? They're they're they do everything, and what they end up finding late in that game was that we're going to find a way to get your linebacker matchup on Julian Edelman. We're going to find a way to get your linebacker matchup on uh, Gronkowski, and we're going to take advantage. And that last drive, they literally did the same play two or three plays in a row. And that's how they they threw I it watched to Edelman. It for a whole game. Right? And they threw it to Edelman a bunch, and then they threw it deep. And that was that, that, was that one drive that they ended up hurting the Rams. But um, that's the difference, though, that I talk about, like when you're trying to win a certain way, when you're like, I'm going to win my yeah, way. Yeah, right. We're a play-action team. We're going to do play-action. You can't, like – Sometimes you've got to try to find a way. It's interesting you say.
2: I love that you say that, Maurice. But uh, but by the way, I think that's why the Patriots, as a dynasty, you know, they're always going to be haters of any dynasty. People always want to see the evil empire get knocked off, no matter who that dynasty is. But also, I think why the Patriots don't feel that, why why they don't feel as beloved as other sports dynasties do is because of what you're getting at. They don't yeah. care that they're, they're, they're chameleons. Yeah. Yeah. That's how we win, but they don't have a vibe to them per se. And that's I, like I, the
3: greatest show on turf. Right. It does not, you at, know, for
2: what that's worth, right. it doesn't mean anything to the Patriots. They're happy the with their six the wings, yeah. yeah. six rings. The, yeah. And I think it all goes back to Tom Brady. I think they all, I think all the QBs, every single one has a big ego and the difference is Brady has a big ego, but I think he truly abides by whatever it takes to win. I think that well, that the ego leads every other QB to be to, to the conclusion, yeah. And the, and I, I just want to win. And the and by the way, the way for us to win is for me to have the ball in my hand slinging. Yeah. And Tom Brady is actually the one guy who has the big ego. Like I don't care if it's uh, Michelle as the MVP of this game. I don't it doesn't matter right. to me as long as I get the well, ring.
3: To me, it—I mean—it comes—it comes down to this too. Let's remember, Tom Brady isn't what well, he's like the fifteenth highest-paid quarterback in football. Too, like, you're right. His ego is gone. Like, if, but you know, I got an ego, so I got to yeah. be the highest paid. I feel like I'm the greatest every time I step on the field, especially in this building. So, you know, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, and I all right. Tom for that. Let's right. talk <laughs> about
2: then the say what you. I Don't mean, listen, people are talking about. What's going to be with uh, the big free agent? What's where 84 from the Steelers are going to get traded? And then the 10th overall pick last year, who I fell very much in love with that night, for his moxie. He was PO'd that he went so low. And now it sounds like, at least, that he's going to get traded again. Everybody there, where you guys are, is announcing. I've been doing this long enough now. It's pretty clear that Kyler Murray's going one. And that would then lead you to believe that he's going to be the starting quarterback for the Cardinals in 2019. Money, how say you?
1: Won't be surprised, uh, you know, because Cliff Kingsbury was on record before he was the head coach of the Cardinals, uh, declaring that Kyler Murray was a game changer and would be a game changer in the NFL, and he would take him number one overall. And that's not him just blowing, uh, you know, up the competition that he's got to face at Oklahoma and trying to show them praise and not upset him, but. Um, I do think he believes that. He wholeheartedly believes that that's the style of football that can succeed and does succeed in the NFL. And if that's what you believe, then go get it. Now, the... I guess the you know, if you wanna play conspiracy theory, you talk to Josh and like, Hey, look, we had to give up picks to jump up and get you last year. Right. So we gotta try and recoup those picks. So let's play this game because unless it's a quarter people aren't trading up to get Nick Bosa or Quinn Williams no. or Josh Allen to number one. But they're trading up to get Kyler Murray. And if unless we sell that we're gonna take him at one, then they're not gonna do business with us. They're gonna do it with the Jets at three or, you know, the Raiders at four, whomever it may be. So it's either you know, Cliff is convinced Steve Kime and the Bidwells that, that you know, this is our future and you're going to inject serious life and excitement into the desert with this guy as your quarterback and we'll be able to recoup a little bit, you know, maybe 50, 75 cents on the dollar for Josh um, or... This is the best way for us to execute uh, a draft plan and get the most draft assets for the number one overall pick. So, Josh, get in on this with us. We're trying to get you as much help as possible. So take you a guess. Take a guess there, Money. the
2: way they're going to take Kyler Murray. Yeah, I think they're going to well, take him. This
3: is the other thing. Let's remember, like this is the first time I feel like in NFL history a team hires a coach, then fires him after year one, and then hires another guy, and, and, and each year they're going to draft a quarterback. right? So it's it's just one of those things where you know Rosen goes in a situation where it wasn't conducive to win. Offensive line was beat up. Coach wasn't, you know, they weren't – I mean, the offensive coordinators, Byron Lefkowitz came in and tried to do his best with it, but you're running someone else's offense. For me, it's just, hey, this is the part of the business, and this is why the NFL is, is, is one of those games that the business side always comes into play. And, you know, the only time it's, it's football that, like, we all grew up playing is when you're on the field. Everything else is strictly business, and so I wouldn't be surprised. Well, you well, Maurice. Say earlier?
1: What Maurice what, what, – Like, think about what Maurice said earlier, Dave, about the NFC West – Yeah. There's a giant gap. So if you feel like you're that far behind the Rams. Why not, right? Why not just take take the guy that everyone's going to be excited about that your head coach believes is going to change the NFL and move, exactly. you know, because note, of the contracts, you can do that now. Side
2: yeah. note, it's always a guessing game who's going to rise up in any given season, but uh, pretty consistently you can identify a team that people get a little over their skis about a year too early. That was the San Francisco 49ers. I think unless you think Kyle Shanahan has, has misread Jimmy Garoppolo's potential um, greatness. Then I think 2019. I think that's going to that team's going to rise up. You I, want
3: you want some you want some knowledge on them? What do you Can got? I, give I would you like
1: Let's
2: we love so, knowledge here. So here
3: we go. Uh, one Earl Thomas is obviously or 84 is a potential going there. no, Earl's going to Dallas. And from what I hear, it's Dallas. Sounds unless, like it, but it sounds like Dallas unless something just falls through, right? Um, 84 is a, a potential guy there. Um, I think they they really because they're trying to get what their goal is. Um, they're trying to get uh, a receiver. They're trying to get a pass rusher. They'll do anything for a pass rusher right now. They can. got
1: one. They got, you know. But
3: they they need an edge. They want a guy on the outside. They they need an edge. Yeah, so they're looking at uh, possibly – Uh, like I don't know if the Cowboys tag retag Lawrence, they get a deal done, or if the Chiefs tag D Ford, or they get a deal done. Well, and Houston's Um, now on the market. Justin Houston's out there. You can get T
2: Suggs, who wouldn't be an every down guy, obviously. But uh, I
3: don't think I think T Suggs is going back to Baltimore. What I'm hearing, yeah, I think they're going to let him kind of get the Ray Lewis walk off on your own type of thing. Well, and
1: they can just draft one. I mean, they got a top five pick, so you're going to either get. You know, and I don't think they would take Williams just because they no, they're stacked gonna go, that interior. Yeah. They'll go Josh Allen. Yeah, they'll probably. go
3: Josh Allen. But or have, Nick
1: Bosa. If yeah. Kyler Murray goes, well, number right. one, I now you got Nick Bosa say. sitting there, and you're good. Yeah. There you yeah. go. So, you're done. So they're
3: they're looking. They're they they're definitely doing that. But then also, don't be don't be surprised if they try to make a run at Lev, because hmm. again, Kyle Kyle's and, and this is me being with Kyle as a as an 18 year old and understanding his philosophy. Right, I, I lived with him in college my first summer because he was teaching me the West Coast offense and on. Uh, His philosophy is this. I would rather have a top five defense. And Jim Trotter, we we talked about this uh, last night as well. I'd rather have a top five defense and then I let me do what I have to do with my offense. But if I can't get a top five defense, then I'm going to make sure we're going to win every shootout possible. We're going to get as much power on offense as possible. And you have the capital. That's the thing. They have the capital. And they're in that that part where they're – Salary cap space, draft
1: capital. They've got it all.
3: And, And remember this. They're in year, what, three, right? This is year three. So now it's time to start winning. It's not about, you know, it's not right. about we can't keep building. We're in this rebuild mode. That's it's right. the time. To, or the rebuild's over. It's time to start winning. So, like you said, this is the season that you may see the, the you know, the twins of Pittsburgh go to San Fran. I you wouldn't be so see- –
2: I could also see, based on the relationships that obviously break through very often in pro football, I could see Tevin Coleman, them making a play for him for a a, uh, small – But, yeah, if they get a splash defensive player, a guy who can get to the QB, I think they're going to be a really good team in 2019. Um, Josh Rosen, though, another guy, uh, Maurice, who you deal with and supported in advance of the draft. You called him the best quarterback, not just in that draft. I still still think he is. Okay, where's a good fit for him? Do you like him um, with Cliff Kingsbury? If it winds up that way, I mean, I, I is it think, best I think for him?
3: If, if if he stays there, then that's awesome. Um, other places you probably can trade him to Redskins. Uh, you probably can get him down to Miami. Ha, huh, that's a good um, one. I don't think those, like, I'm just. I'm not saying these are the best. Well, because there's not a lot yeah. out there. That's the thing. Yeah, like, like when
1: you start going through and you look at where the young quarterbacks are or where the established veterans are, you run York, into the Jacksonville. Giants uh J- you know the giants as you know taking it over from eli next year the redskins based on alex smith's injury and how severe that is it looks like it's very severe yeah. And miami and that's really it that's, i mean throw out a couple others that's you may, it you it's you what may, i've I mean, called
2: for for for, uh, for a while now we have reached it my uh, money QB saturation. Right, We've, we're just about there. We're, we're three what? teams away. I but mean, we're covered on quarterbacks. Ten, uh,
3: I mean, no, five no, years no. ago,
2: Maurice, five no. years ago, there were about ten good not,
3: quarterbacks in the NFL, not, and there's still there's still like six. But we're 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 we use the potential I'm just potential saying and viable QBs. Much. Yeah, I'm Reasonable talking about supplanting current starter. Right, right, okay. That's but, what but, I'm saying. Right.
1: Supplanting but, current starter. But
3: a lot of times, though, we don't like. Let's not forget, Tennessee is a t- place sure. that's that looking, that possibly going to be looking for a When Duke you've got Q-A. to write
1: that check, yeah. that's when you, you know, nut cut in time. Right. What are you going to do?
3: And so there, there's teams. I just think, like, when you have enough young guys eventually, and granted, like, Deshaun Watson, I think, will get paid. Obviously, we saw Andrew Luck. Um, you got to think about the NFC North, you know, uh, Aaron Rodgers is getting older. You may want to start looking for a guy to kind Phillip of – Phillip Rivers. Phillip Rivers. You're starting to get – it's going to change the Saints. The Saints right. are another team that you you may be able to trade him to because he's on that rookie deal. And you, then now all of a sudden I don't have to worry. Like Drew Brees will let you play this year, then next uh, year we have our guy. You still got four years right. with so, that fifth-year option with Josh. So, Boy, there, that sounds a, like
2: some fit. I have not considered there, the Saints, there, there's but there's that's a, ton a of great
3: teams. One. I'm not d I just think there's a ton of teams. And, and still in every situation let's – look, let's look at the East. Okay, Carson Wentz, Dak – then you have both Giants. So, I mean, there's there's probably yeah, like – Josh six.
1: Allen with the – I mean, if you just go through the East, you have Josh Allen, Tom Brady. Heck, why not the Patriots? Yeah, it's the Patriots, four years left. You know, right? I mean, that's the thing. It's four years left on that contract because of the 50-year option because he's a first-rounder. You right. could just plug him right in there. And
3: so, there's, I think there's still teams that, you know, we just named off like six or seven of them that can do it. And then there's other teams that, you know, they just may not – they may not be like, you know what, Matt, Matthew Stafford, this just it's ain't working out.
1: Yeah, right. but I mean he's still like to me it's you can then bring in the Tampas right. if they don't believe in James and don't want to pay him, Cincinnati, if yeah. you can just cuz you can now cut, right. you know, Andy Dalton and move on and and that's where you start to to figure out. But but I don't, what do they want? I mean they traded up to get him. But, but do you need probably to trade for
3: a two or a three? I I mean again, you know, because you're 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 saying, look, we're, we just want to get something for him. Right. Because we're going to get our guy in a number one. You just want to make sure that it's a clean get-it-out. You don't want to be stuck. I would think That's Zach Taylor, by the way, wouldn't the Zach
2: off. Taylor love if you could do that? Hey, we're going to send Andy over to D.C. He'll take over there with his old pal Jay Gruden. And uh, and uh, Arizona, you send our way, and then uh, we're going to send a pick down to Arizona for you. That that, that works out. A yeah. nice three-way trade. We worked it out. There you go. Maurice, uh, one more thing for you is Josh Rosen, do you like? Talk about old standards that all these 32 teams abided by for too long is the idea that has been blown out of the water as far as I'm concerned, Patrick Mahomes and Alex Smith and KC notwithstanding, is this jive that the Giants, do you think that Eli Manning, is going to get you to the Super Bowl in 2019. If you do, I don't, then draft I don't somebody to support him well, and build around him offensive line through free agency in the draft. Or if you don't, then get rid of Eli Manning and draft his replacement. This idea of one plus one, it equals zero in the NFL you, well, at quarterback. I, I you think, don't bring in a young kid and
3: Eli, right? Well, I think that's what they're going to do because you're going to let Eli, you're going to let the young kid learn under Eli. So many times, you know, the Patrick Mahomes thing brings back that waiting time. Because before right. it was like just get him out there, let him right. go. That's dumb and Andy. But that's Reed dumb sat him down. But that's well, look, dumb. Of, who's the who's the greatest quarterback? Who's the best quarterback in our in our in our league right now?
1: I don't know. I, well, I mean, people Pat would Mahomes, the MVP.
3: Pat Mahomes.
1: Aaron Rodgers. Aaron, they, but he sat, sat and waited. waited.
3: Yeah, Aaron. Tom, Tom Brady, Brady. Sat, sat and waited. waited. I mean, those guys sat and waited, and they've been consistent. Guess what? Drew Brees. Yeah, sat. Like, like those are like those guys that sat. They get a chance to learn, and and the the game picks up. I guarantee, if you started Patrick Mahomes as a as a rookie in Kansas City. I don't know how good they would have been, but it would have been year two wouldn't have been as nice as this year. I love you know C what, Maurice?
2: I think that's an interesting name you bring up because that's the one everybody points to. Not one, and with all due respect to Rodgers and those examples that you threw out there, those are 12 years ago and it feels like a different era now. So the only example currently really, I mean, you know, in the last decade even, is Patrick even Mahomes. Baker.
3: Even Baker Mayfield sat for a couple oh, games and they that, put him in right, there.
2: Maybe they would have made the playoffs. And by the way,
1: Patrick I, Mahomes, it don't is. don't
2: I, you know I like what ifing stuff. How do we know what Patrick Mahomes would have done in 2017? They wouldn't have been a playoff team. Alex Smith made him a playoff team, but Patrick Mahomes wouldn't have been that much better. Maybe the year uh, under his belt as a rookie, some fits Jared, and
3: starts. Jared Goff sat, right? Did yeah. Jared Goff sit? You Did know what? That, like Mahomes
1: is an interesting one just because, you know, if you talk to people when he was coming out, like, they were good dumbfounded of how they were going to work with this kid because he didn't have you know limited footwork he had none and I think that's one of the interesting things about Cliff Kingsbury right it's like he never really developed Mahomes he never became like your standard hey he's got a nice slot he's got a great release so look at how much better his footwork is no he was just running around throw it as hard as you can so and and even Pat has said Patrick Mahomes has said Alex Smith really helped me learn how to be a quarterback so I I think it's I would be more comfortable saying that he probably would have struggled had he started as a rookie when he's talking about how much he learned and how generous Alex Smith was in teaching him how to play that position, which he really – and, again, this, I think, is to some degree an indictment on, on Kingsbury. He really didn't know, you know, well, kind of what he was doing. Well, yeah, it's a great point. I mean, some
3: of the things people were saying, especially when I talked to, like, Eric Bieniemy, I'm like, why were you guys so excited to play him in year two? He was like, because – it was it was like little things that he 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 didn't do at Texas Tech that Andy Reid and Alex Smith were able to mold him and obviously their quarterback coach you know like everyone nagging all those guys that were able to put their hands on him and try to mold him in different directions as a rookie you if a, as a rookie starter you don't get that time to mold him. you don't get that time cuz he's out there playing so he has to go off of just pure instincts i don't know if he's that good right and so we all took we all underestimated the fact that he was able to kind of do what he did this year because of what he looked like. It I thought he was going to throw crazy picks. I was like, "Well, he's going to throw all the picks in the world because he's going to throw it, look at you, and right. throw it this way, and he's going to flip it and all Hat. these throw it left-handed." But he was, a, you know, they molded him to be a pocket passer with the ability to do those things.
2: Uh, okay, three. Let's go real quick. You guys have been way too generous already with your time. Let me uh, blow through these real fast. Is there a Patrick Mahomes-style guy out there? Obviously, the copycat league will rise up. Everybody's going to Kyler reach to try and yeah. have that. Kyler Murray
1: that's is the, that kind of the guy? That, I think that's the closest. That, he
3: does it. He's just yeah. not as big.
1: He's a hell of a lot faster, too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. So, yeah, that's that's your guy. I mean, I think you know everybody's going to probably tell you the same four names. Right? Two. I mean, it'll be Jones, Haskins, Murray. And uh, Locke Lock, yeah. are your four.
2: Um, and, by the way, the Broncos are going to do that, too. Everybody seems to agree with that one. As soon as they went take- and got Joe Flacco, I said, watch, they're going to go get Locke because John Elway abides by that 20th I don't century. Know. Why would you – because they're because they're going to make Why the same mistake. that I you go get Lock?
3: doesn't make sense. So I would go get Daniel Jones. He's the one that looks like Joe Flacco, and that's who you learn from. Like they have the same skill set.
1: I mean, you know what's what happens? Drew Locks just got a monster arm. I mean, that's the thing. Like when you when you side by side those two guys, right. and you just watch the ball come out of their hands. Oh yeah.
3: It ain't even close. Oh no! It's just like, like that's
1: so. Th- I think that's what happens, right? Is is when you just see each guy throw, you recognize how that ball explodes out of Drew Locke's hands, and you kind of overlook the accuracy issues right. because you're like, wow, well, he'll he'll figure that out. You know, I'm going to take the raw talent you, can, over the maybe you, more refined. Did you refined see what uh, Leach
3: said? Mike Leach said, "What do you say?" His number one thing for uh, quarterback is accuracy. He's like, that is all I care yeah. about. Arm strength, all that other stuff doesn't matter. You have to be accurate.
1: And look at how Baker's flourished. You know, I mean that's that's the thing. You know, size, height, whatever, be damned. If you yeah. know where to put the ball when, Drew Brees, I mean yeah. it, it, that's that's the key.
2: Yeah, I guess. I don't know. You know I go the other way on that. I like Cam Newton and Ben Roethlisberger, who aren't the most accurate QBs but are uh have had plenty of success themselves. Sure. Um Maurice, uh, your your guy, uh, question number two of three. I'm uh, trying to get you guys out, but quickly. Eric Biennium, you always honor the guys who helped you along the way. He is one of your main guys who you always hold up as as a uh, brilliant uh, football mind. How bummed is he, how angry is he that the Sean McVay – you know the the, uh, the you know the the clone thing happened across the NFL when Eric Bieniemy had the NFL's best offense in twenty eighteen.
3: We, we talked about it last night. Um, he's not really upset. I mean, he's a guy like, look, okay, worst case scenario, I'm back here coaching Patrick Mahomes again, in the same offense, and then there will be jobs opening up next right. year. Um, but he told me he was like, look, it was a great experience. I thought I I did a really good job for a couple teams. Um, but he was like, he was like, it wasn't as if like this was it for me or you know. Uh, like I just saw Matt Lafleur. I have to go back and and try to rebuild this Titans offense and fix it. It was more of, okay, I have a great pillow to land on, right? I get to coach Patrick Mahomes again, Tyreek Hill, all these guys. Maybe get another running back and showcase, you know, my my ability to kind of form and fit some things. Uh, and then he gets to learn under Andy Reid again. Another year of just being a play caller, and and I think next year he'll be. Uh, towards the end of the year, from what I heard, and, and, and he confirmed, it was like he called more plays towards the end of the year. Um, and so next year he'll be the play caller the whole time. And, and Well,
2: go you talk about offsetting your divisional foes. To me, Biennemi would have been a great fit. Fangio makes a lot of sense to Denver. But if you bring Biennemi in there – to tune up that offense and make it 21st century right. and put it along with a with a nice defense that would have been scary and the Chiefs would have hated that. The one who's who's the looming uh, monster on the whole in the whole AFC it would appear to be Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. You take away the enemy, like here's what he likes to do. I know that people can debate how how valuable that is. That would have to at least intrigue John Elway to be able to do that to mess with uh, the Chiefs a little bit. Last thing you knew it was coming money. 84 first round pick where's he going and for how much
1: is he getting is he fetching a first round pick no. yes i don't i don't think so i think he is no. I, don't, I don't think so cuz okay so who like you're not giving a high first for him right so now you're talking about teams like you're going to send them
3: to New England. Come yeah, on.
1: that's what I mean. Now, like, now you're talking to teams at the back end. So what's true today you know, Patriots, doesn't have to be true. I guess okay. You can move. Maybe the Packers, and, right? Maybe the Packers. They they've got the yeah. Saints pick. Uh, that's right there at twenty nine or thirty, whatever it is. Uh, yeah, maybe maybe that's the spot if they decide that he's a perfect complement to to Mike to uh, Michael Thomas. I mean, I I don't know, man. That's it, it. Look, is he talented? Is he the best receiver in the league? I'd say yes, but. Asking teams to give up firsts is yeah, tough, man. I, it is it is a big ask.
3: What what I'm hearing right now is you're probably going to get two through four and maybe multiple picks. Uh, but Pittsburgh already said it. Like, we're not sending them to a place that we have to see them. That's right. what we're not going to do. So right. you're expecting pro- – I'm looking at teams like – that's why I really feel like the Niners are a team that you can – Really, see which that. I
1: guess that second is like a first, right? Right. If if your if your pick instead of it being thirty is thirty four, that's not as big of a deal. It might as well. So there you go. I mean, I guess that does make sense. I mean that that seems like you could sell that, right? No, it's not a first rounder, but what the heck? It's two picks away from being a first rounder There's
2: no one in free agency that is worth the ra- that's going to fix the Raiders. Uh, collection of pass catchers, including Jared Cook, whether he returns or not to Oakland. That, I mean, you can't throw Derek Carr another year like that. You can't throw him to the Wolves again with no one to throw the ball to. Uh, I, I don't it don't makes all the sense in them. the world.
3: I don't think Pittsburgh would send them there. And they don't, don't, don't want yeah. to no. don't give him to the
2: Patriots. They don't want to give him to the Patriots. They don't want to give him within the AFC North. Sending them out to the AFC West is See, literally figuratively I don't think the Raiders will pay that far. money
1: check. I don't think they'll write that check. I I don't think they will. I think they are safe. I think they, you know, I don't know their finances, but I don't think you're going to see that team spend money until they get to Vegas. I think, but they have, but
2: but they control them with that money. That's the, that's the virtue of trading for Antonio Brown. Yeah. It's a big number, but you know what that number is and it exists and it, Stays at that number basically for the next uh, several years. That's what you want in '84. And by the way, you're the Raiders. You're about to move. You have to sell tickets. You have to. I mean, you can't have another bum season with John Gruden. Then you. Then the wheels are off. Well, who's buying tickets in Oakland I mean, in uh, in Vegas. You Everybody. want that? Everybody. Everybody. All right. I guess that's true. I, yeah. that's, f- that's okay. <laughs> Fair, but I do think that they can make a split. If you but, bring but see, in I a think that's why they traded card. Khalil
1: Mack and, and Amari Cooper because they didn't want to spend the money. Yeah. Yeah. That it was. They it was. You want to wait. They, they weren't – I don't want to say they weren't capable, but I think there's part of that, that they're like, okay, this is you know probably the – I mean, I'm trying to euphemize it here. This is the least wealthy team in the league. This is a team that has re- repeatedly been described as cash-strapped, and you're not going to be able to hand Khalil Mack a $120 million deal or Amari Cooper right. $18 million bucks a year, so they trade him under the guise of, oh, we're getting first-round picks back and we're rebuilding – well, I mean, not to get too deep into it, but the way the NFL works, you have to have that money in escrow, but don't whatever the Steelers, your money is. Well, you and know, I don't know if they have it.
2: Money, uh, money, and Maurice, two guys who understand pro football finances and cap and all that, about as well as any uh, as anybody I get to talk to. Um, it just seems to me, and uh, then we'll leave it there. But is isn't all that guaranteed money, or most of it at least, isn't that the Steelers' responsibility? You're just taking a contract that you know the, uh, the the known amount is there for you. It's not the sa- it's not the same standard as here. Uh, Khalil Mack is. We're paying you out forty million guaranteed. It's it's that money has
3: to go into it's into slipperier a account. than that,
1: right? It, it has to go right. into an escrow account.
3: So the biggest issue with Mack's deal was that they they just put all of Gruden's money into an account, right? So there's a hundred million dollars in an account. Coaches, remember, coaches' contracts are guaranteed. So you right. just put a hundred into an account. Now you have to talk about another putting $65, a 65 million. 70, Like it just, it's just like, all right, like it wasn't going to work. And then you already have Derek Carr's money in there. You already have other coaches' money in there. It's just, and for Oakland again, like money, you said it best. They're going to make more money in Vegas, right? And so they're like, we're, we might as well wait until we get there to and I'm not saying they're doing this or not, I'm just telling you what I think they're doing, is they, we might as well wait till Vegas so we can start getting this cash flow in, and then we can do whatever we want. Right. And we'll have cap space, and we'll be able to kind of make things happen, and, and we can go out and then spend big. And so those I don't, players know. I don't know
2: about the allure. I, it always is money, Maurice, as you say. It's not like it's we all, fans think, I'd like to live in New Orleans, or I'd like to live in L.A. It seems to me players don't think that way. It's like, who's paying me the most? Oh, they're going to give me $17 more to go there? All right, I'll go we play it, there.
3: Shaq, we see it all the time. At I, so who's going go so to want to go to Vegas, turnover. though? Right.
2: But if it's nobody, if, if they're just this abject joke of a team without any, if they go another season of just uh, of gross stuff, of if, failure, then they like, have, listen, if, I'm if just they saying, have $100 they,
3: million in cap space, right. they will have anybody they want. Well, and by the way, what, what, what,
1: what does Nevada also have, by the way?
3: No, no state tax exactly. baby exactly so <laughs> now
1: you are making if instead of going to Oakland where you're going to get hit with a 13 and a half percent state tax you now get hit with a big zero for 8 of those games or 10 of those games if yeah. you include the preseason i mean you're talking about a giant windfall of cash
3: that's, i mean that was the big thing in florida right that's why florida
1: washington yeah. texas tennessee tennessee nevada there you all go all right your Bang.
3: concerns
2: well founded money I still say that th- that third That's why the first Ancy round. South is
3: such a great place, right? Because the only time I had to pay taxes when I came to the place I built here, <laughs> it was unreal. And by the way, taxes here are pretty favorable. They're pretty nice, not, not so too it bad. wasn't too bad. Not I too loved bad. it.
2: Now, money. I want you to yes. to get in the car and have kay. Maurice ride shotgun. I want you to take him down the beautiful. No. Beautiful. Uh, Bloomington,
3: Bloomington, Indiana. An hour away. Take them no, to Knicks. No, there's no reason. There's You'll no love reason. it, I, I, uh, It's so wonderful. I think wonderful. I may go to the Pacers game tonight. Okay. Oh, a yeah. little round ball in. Oh. Yeah, I may, I may go check it out. Get Hopefully, that you know, get booed.
1: It's a great state. It's a great arena. It is. Love, love the Fieldhouse. Big fan. The bricks up the side. I don't know. I
3: don't know who they're playing. I think they're playing the Knicks or somebody. So I don't know. Ooh, Butler playing. Yuck.
1: I wouldn't mind going to Old Hinkle. See if uh, Butler's got a game this week. That could be a good. Time. We played oh, there, right? Maurice.
2: Shek? me, Maurice. I, yes, that's I, right. That was we right. out there balling. Ike and McAfee. Yeah. We we uh, we tangled. Yeah, two McAfee on had
3: two. no 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 chance. And then you brought a, in the old coach. I, that's right. Who was it he again got, who came out there? I don't Damon know. He stepped on the,
2: Damon it Damon Bailey. It, the, the, it didn't matter who
3: it was, Shaq. He stepped on the court and got this work.
2: Well, Maurice, for the record, <laughs> I had a bad back, as you know, and that was unfair. Oh, to- oh, oh Shaq! listen. Sheck got a on ver- the court, and I immediately had had fouled ve- him.
3: I to had let, smart. Just, just, just let him know what kind of game was going
2: I be. had a very bad back, and that is not jive. I wouldn't would Do I think I could have hung with you? No but I would have been much better had I not had a bad back. But I, I, I've i told the story a million times. I, I'll tell it for the million and first. Maurice and I, this is really – this weird anecdote tell, told me a great deal about what pro football players like. You watch them and you get inured to, to their physicality. Maurice and I early in the game reached for a loose ball simultaneously. He had no momentum that I didn't have. We both reached for it, and we bumped hips and I landed in the 38th row. I don't – like there's something about <laughs> – That was the right. foul I was talking about. At the point of contact, there's something about your ability to like steal your body that makes it so that you don't – so that the other guy gets the worst of the collision, right? Well, no. Well, there's something the to thing. that. I, it was great. I'm, not, so, I'm not a light you know, Ike guy. I was there.
3: We were all there, and, and I saw the look in Ike's eye. Because at first I just thought we were messing around. But then I looked in his eye, and it it was it had that – it was just like, I'm here. Burning. I'm here to compete. Burning desire. That yes. was I'm the other gonna, thing. We're That's gonna right. It was, said, there were three
2: guys out then there he, that day. I was like, oh, these guys, even in a dumb pickup two-on-two basketball game that involves a pot Jew, Jew, these guys all got <laughs> super – Well,
3: Ma- McAfee – they McAfee McAfee got was super, tripping. Right. They got super competitive. That's what ended up starting it. Mac- oh, he was tripping guys? No, no. Like, he literally started like, trying to play. Like oh. He was really – because at right. first it was just, ah, and then McAfee was like – and then I just looked at him, and I was like, oh, well, here we go. It's Mobile, <laughs> let's get going So I mean, you know, I am you know, I was thinking about going there But I'm not going to go, I'm going to go grab something to eat here yep. Yeah, I worked out this morning, Shaq, I'm feeling great
1: <laughs> Me too you did? Where do you want to go? All let's right, go good for food. you guys Yeah, I'm hungry Um, Go to the, uh, what's the There's good There's a bar really that- good, uh, I heard about a sandwich place down here That we got to go to I, guess.
3: I think we've had it here before we, yeah. we had it last year. Wait, Wait a second, before
1: we go. Oh, we got to get some Basbo's pizza. Yes, that's for sure. What is for that certain? called? Basbo. No, I've a pizza. It's delicious. I, I went think
3: to it's only Lou so. Malnati's? No, That's a
1: Chicago-based pizza. Yeah.
3: Oh, it's, a, it's It has the best it's salads. Delicious. It's the best salads ever in the world. Why are you going to a pizza joint for a salad? Because because that's what I do. Come on now. I had the pizza, but the salads were phenomenal yeah. as well.
2: Wait a second. I can't think of the great bar that's there, money the the that has live music and blues and everything. It's oh like,
1: right under the bridge there. Um, I can't think ah, of the
2: legendary place where I've been at least eight ten times in my. Life, why can't I think of the name of that dumb place?
3: That's escaping it's a me great too.
2: joint. Um, What's
3: the weather like in LA, Shaq? Because it's freezing here,
2: it's rainy here. Um, oh. The sky's crying without you. Um, the um, yeah, like there's that. there's some great places. I hear there's a Promanthes there now, oh, but really? don't trust that that's going to be as
1: good as the original one, right? In Pittsburgh, but yeah, yeah I, I was just there, I had my Promanthes.
2: Basbos. I've had Basbos, meh, so it's soon.
1: good. Basbos, good. He said, meh. I, said I did Madden. have some Three Floyds beer last night, by the way. They did had you? Uh, gumball I, you know, head, I which went, I was very excited about.
3: So if you ever want to go, there's all the people here, if you ever want to meet coaches, go to Kilroy's yes. at like 1030. And every coach in the NFL will be sitting there.
1: Playing some shuffleboard. Yeah.
3: Kilroy's was beers. another
2: of my bars in Bloomington. It started down in Bloomington, uh, Indiana. Is it the
3: Chatterbox? Right? Is that what?
1: I don't think it's the Chatterbox. No, the I, I, it's I don't a know blues why I club. It's not a jazz yeah, club, Brady. It's I a can't. it's a blues joint. It's oh, right under that damn bridge, and I can't remember the name of it. I'm embarrassed, uh, it. I'm embarrassed because uh,
2: I've been there to see many. Melody Inn? No. no. Is it the Melody Inn? No.
1: no.
2: Um, we're trying mm. to find. We're trying
3: to give the people what they want. Yeah.
2: I'll tweet it out. Meantime, one last thing. I just wanted to say, and then cut the mics as soon as I say it, so that there's no response. I mean, who in 2018 was responsible for the Steelers' demise more than Levian Bell, the guy who didn't play Maurice? That's I mean. How dare you have that conversation about you're, like how you're, you're you're
3: mad at Le'Veon Bale, but am not You're going to let your triplets out the door.
2: I am not mad. It's not at my him fat. Be at mad at all. be mad at the organization. I'm not mad. I'm just saying if you wish to cast aspersions on anyone, if you're pointing the finger at like, hey, why didn't the Steelers make the playoffs? It's because of the guy who didn't play
3: for that's sixteen games. That's what I games. that's what I told people that that's I said okay. I, so we I said on Le'Veon Bale counts right. for five wins. He that's didn't right. play. You guys won. You won eight. Now let's see how many Antonio Brown counts for. Ways okay, to
2: As long, I'm just. That's the practical thing. It's not me hating Levy and Bell. I'm just saying no, practically. No, no, no. Saying when when you. Challenge me, and you and Bucky g- come at me about like how you're p- you're blaming Le'Veon. I'm Bucky. just yeah, saying he didn't you're, play you're a mad. game. Of course, you're I mad at him.
3: Le'Veon. Bill I'm not mad at him in the least. I was just I saying that he he's, he's worth he five games. Okay. People, I agree. people on Twitter got mad at me because I said that on TV. And I'm we, pretending
1: we, like my mic was cut.
3: Yeah, I try I want to, but I, it's it's craziness. <laughs> Um I'm Check. So it's consistent. been amazing. I miss what you. A great I can't wait to hug you. I wish to
2: hug you both, but instead I'll just ask you to hug each other. I want you to show Los Angeles, nay the world, that Rams and Chargers broadcasters can that's come right. together. We, we're going to be in the
3: same building in like two minutes.
1: All right, that's
2: yeah. nice. that's literally
3: nice. in a year, right? Next year, after next year.
1: Oh, well, yeah. and we're going to be calling games next weekend. Yeah, we're calling oh, the AAF. San Antonio Commanders uh, Arizona Hotshots game together. I love,
3: and you know what? That's going to be a great game. I it like is, both te- but you know the best team right now. I love now? both
1: coaches. Yes, Act twelve. Mike Riley versus Rick The best. Neusel. The
3: best team right now is the San Diego Fleet. They have the You know what else they have, Murray? They have the be, best uniforms. Yeah. they have the best. The unities. best bomber jacket. Did you see Mike Martin's bomber jacket? It's beautiful. It's nice. The starter. I gotta yeah. get that. Yeah, I,
1: yeah, I know. I like Listen. the stallion starter jacket Ooh. the best. That yes. silver with the blue horse on the
3: Wait. back. I I, I, take the, it back. I like the silver with the the yellow fleet. Yeah, the yellow outline. I think the hot
1: shots
2: might be the best. Stallions the have the best uniforms. Yeah, stallion. They're, They're all pretty good. The, the light
3: blue, I, but I, it's something about that gray and yellow that gets me going. It's and then nice. they have a running back that's number thirty-two. That's short. That's right. five-seven-zero-seven. He doesn't. Two does two shades of gray. Some say
1: boring. I say bold.
2: I well, love what the, iron. the, are the doing. Birmingham
3: Iron with the the, the black and white. It's good look, I like that as it's well. Little a little look. And you know what? Purple brings
1: out the color in my eyes, it so does. I like the Atlanta Legends as well.
3: Uh, you know, I'm not. You know, the one team I, I just don't understand their colors is, is the Orlando Apollo team.
1: The orange and the, blue. He's
3: just like, mm. yeah. But I love the old ball coach back at it again. It's cool. kind like of cool. I kind of like the splash
2: orange. It's hip a, it's is not gone. T- a little Miami Sharks for me with the Birmingham Iron. Mm, yeah, good pull. But, Good pull. But otherwise, yeah, I mean, listen, the one thing that's for sure is the uniforms look swell. Uh, also, uh, beyond a shadow of a doubt, two of the best in the business, Maurice Jones-Drew. Thanks. Make sure you're paying attention to him all week long there on NFL Network, flapping his gums about uh, all things combined related. And then Matt Money Smith, of course, one half of uh, the greatest radio show in all the land. Petros and Money, track it down on iHeartRadio. Thanks so much, fellas. We'll uh, we'll see you back in Los Angeles. Have a grand time out there. Go eat more right. Permanent.
3: Ooh, go get some of those steak and shake fries. Them shoestring oh, fries. And You want, dip them in the I milkshake. I almost went there last night, but oh, I'm not so on my good. Figure as you can see, yeah. look, Jack. You look From terrific. From this side, I look really good. Look hey, give if you good. see
2: him, yeah. if you
1: see him in the uh, Shula's
2: side, bar, because so he's much. usually <laughs> in there. He's usually Shula's he's, is
3: not there anymore.
1: That's gone.
2: It's gone. No way. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. it's now All some right. joint called Nourish. I don't oh. know. What Nourish that is. this. That's where I used to. That's where
2: I used to like the kibitz with uh, one Ryan Clark. Wish him the best in the getting the Monday night like football. Good luck getting the game. MNF job.
3: Dude. Yeah, he's he's gonna have it because of you.
2: All right, thanks so much, fellas. Appreciate the time, and that's yep. it for us here in Studio Sixty Six. We'll kibitz with you later on in the week. Until then, I think we have some good MOVP behind the glass. What do we have lined up later in the week? I forget what. Do we have something? Oh wait, no. We're done. We're, we'll be. I'm sorry. We'll be back on Tuesday for you. I believe we'll be visited by one Adam Carolla. So be on the lookout for that. Until then,
0: it's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower. 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you still
2: searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end.